Hey, and welcome to my trigger-proof transmission. Please make sure you subscribe to this channel by smashing that subscribe button. And if you wait until the end, I will show you how to get access to my masterclass or workshop called Should I Stay or Go? Powerful training that helps you make the five transitions required to know the answer to should I stay, should I go, and heal these repetitive patterns without years of counseling or psychotherapy. Namaste. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, or if you're watching on replay, wherever you are on this beautiful planet, I want Earth Day, by the way. It's Earth Day today on the recording of this. Um, Welcome to the Trigger Proof community if you're brand new. You probably hear my, my uh, seven-month-old son, Dominic, in the background. He's having a little bit of a moment right now. I'm sure he's okay. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to do this transmission today based on a question and a thread yesterday that I was really pleased with because it had to do with how can I show compassion towards my mother-in-law or somebody, you know, in my life who's really rude to me. Um, they're really rude. Uh, how can I be nice without being fake? In other words, I've had it with this person. They're in my life. I can't have them gone. So how can I be nice to them without being fake? Because I don't want to be fake. And who really does want to be fake, right? So I wanted to tackle this question in a way that... Um, gave you some insight as to uh, how to create secure relationships, pretty much. Uh, whenever I do a video or I make commentary, because we're talking about the world of relationships and triggers keep coming up, narcissism, abuse, uh, violence, uh, infidelity, these topics come up, many people in this community are still walking around with these open wounds. So whenever something that I say kind of comes close to triggering that, all of a sudden, phew, there's this huge defense, this ego defense that comes up. And invariably, after that defense comes up, <clears throat> usually there's an attack that comes back. People feel triggered. I want to qualify this right off the bat, and I say this again and again, and even though I say this, and I'm going to say this like maybe five to ten times in this transmission, I'm still going to get a DM from somebody that says that I'm victim blaming. There is no blame in this conversation because none of this is your fault. But because, here's the problem, when some sort of trauma happens, even infidelity that happens because <clears throat> we work with people going through trauma, infidelity, divorce, separation, and it's really messy with all those unresolved emotions. So we're just special. I'm, we specialize in, in unpacking. So I completely understand how you're feeling, especially if you're enmeshment trauma with family dynamics, with narcissistic parents, and you're feeling invalidated constantly, and, and, and you're not able to have feelings and emotions without them feeling invalidated. I totally get that that has been the experience. So I want to start off saying that A, none of this was your fault, and B, I completely understand that the experience you're going through or went through was harmful and nowhere am I saying that you deserved it. Nowhere am I saying that it was your fault. 
this is a conversation about healing and healing unfortunately in order to heal we have to take responsibility for our kind of contribution to the container and and responsibility is not about blame it's not the same thing it's really about capability that's why in my chiropractic career I saw so few people well not few people many people did not heal and I realized that they were bumping up a glass ceiling of victimhood of the story of feeling at the effect of other people's unconscious behavior whether it's mom or dad and even though you're in your 40s you're still that little eight-year-old girl 10-year-old boy that was invalidated by mom and dad and I know what that's like because I was in my 40s and still when I'm hanging out with my mom and she makes a comment or a criticism my little inner teenager comes up and I feel like I turn into that and I wanna go back to that whole familiar groove in the snow we're talking about healing and this community stands for healed families and we really have to start the conversation off by saying that it is in our nature in our DNA to have a desire to be connected with family even though they were miserable to you even though you say I don't like them they're not my tribe they're not my people get them the fuck out of my life no way and fuck mom and she did this and this and then we'll get like long comments like this with a rap sheet of all the horrible things mom did to you <clears throat> nobody is taking away your right to feel horrible about all of that and I have it must have been really difficult and no child should have should have lived with that but now we get to the conversation of healing and in order to heal it's not about you taking f blame for those parts but it's about you actually healing which means to connect to the parts of yourself that you disconnected from because of the way that you were treated growing up so because of the way you were treated or mistreated what ends up happening is you fragment from yourself and create a persona persona personality or a mask that you put on as a as a coping mechanism for the pain of that trauma and we fragment from ourselves and we create this false persona fake persona mask why so that we can get our needs met so essentially when people go I hate fake people I hate people who oh, I totally hate people who are all about the drama usually the people who say I hate fake people I hate people who are all about drama God I can't stand people who are all about drama whenever whenever I hear someone do that and they have, they're pointing a finger and they I hate people who are narcissists who have no empathy you have no empathy Nima what happens is is that oftentimes they're unaware that there are three fingers pointing back at them what you're spotting in the other person is a part of your shadow we all have this it's called projection we all do this <clears throat> it's my responsibility in in terms of healing to take care of what I'm projecting if you're triggering me there's a trait about you that's triggering me your rudeness your whatever in order for me to heal and create a safe container around myself where secure relationships can thrive 
it's on me to be able to take a look and see what it is it what is it about you that's really pissing me off and then realize that I'm looking at a shadow part of myself. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Which represents a younger part of myself that's fake, that's selfish, that's narcissistic, whatever I'm judging in you. It's a part of myself, which represents a younger part of myself that was behaving that way to get my needs met. The second that I'm able to spot that I own the very trait that you are possessing that's pissing me off about you, I have an ability to take that trigger and instead of reacting to you, to go inside, take full responsibility and ownership and integrate and heal and connect with that younger part of me in my shadow, my inner child. And once I'm able to empathize with that younger part of myself and give, here's the key, to do what I've never done before. Your therapist, your counselor doesn't teach you how to do this often. I haven't seen that many. That's why what we do is different. This is a skill you can learn to give empathy to those parts of you that you were looking for empathy and, and security and safety outside of you. Once you are able to do that, something really cool happens. You no longer judge that selfish, narcissistic, lack of empathy, rude part of yourself. You are able to see the innocence of that and instantly once you see that trait in yourself and the innocence of that trait within yourself, the other person who's being rude or whatever, you don't see them as your perpetrator anymore. Because you've taken the time to put the oxygen mask on you and to va validate yourself, you now see them in a completely different light. You're no longer needy of their, needy of their approval of, or them treating you right. You can, and now in this moment, you can make a decision. You can have a loving awareness of them because if they're family, like my sister-in-law, for example, if I don't like her, my brother's married to her, I want this relationship with my brother and my, uh, my niece and nephew, and if I don't like my sister-in-law or whatever, or my mother-in-law even, I can't get rid of them. So I choose to love them. I make the choice 
after resourcing myself to love them so that I can now see their trait in myself, have empathy towards them, and now energetically I shift and I'm no longer a victim to them anymore. I don't need their approval and I see through their wounds and I no longer from that perspective need their approval. So when I have family dinners, I don't have to avoid them. They are my tribe, but I don't, I, in other words, I don't need them to see me and validate me and be nice to me in order to feel whole and complete. And then I can be kind to them. I don't have to play nice. There's a difference between nice. I want you to wipe away the word nice from your, from your vocab. Don't try to be nice. Nice comes from a place of scarcity. I, I, um, I don't love myself. I need your approval. So nice is manipulative. It's usually I'm nice to you because I want something from you. I, wanna, I want you to buy something from me or uh, I want you to like me. So I put on the nice mask and I hide my shadow. And if you're attuned, you can tell. You can spot the bullshit, right? I'd rather you switch to being kind. Kindness comes from a place of, of abundance. In other words, I love myself fully. I'm not using you to get approval. I don't need your approval. I'm just full of self-approval. So I'm here right now. What I'm doing, I answer these questions. I do Facebook Lives out of kindness. I feel inspired to answer that. I'm kind by giving you my time. I'm not nice. If you confront me, if you're rude to me, if you are in my house and you tell me what to do, I don't necessarily have to be nice to you because sometimes setting a boundary with somebody, which is a kind thing for both them and you if you want to maintain the relationship, doesn't feel nice to the other person. Sometimes your desire for niceness is actually a self-abandonment. It's manipulative and it ends up blowing up in your face when you're repressing that shadow part of you. But if you were kind, you wouldn't have to put on a nice mask. You can give, but then if you were, if a boundary was crossed, you'd be able to go, uh-uh, sorry please exit this community if you're going to talk to me that way. I'm kind. I'll answer your questions. I'll take time out of my schedule away from my family to respond to your question. Right? There's kindness there. But if you just come back at me and you're persistently rude and you start attacking me, you're not family. So I might decide at that time, because you're not family, to actually remove you from my life with one click to banish you from my universe. Of course, there are times that that's appropriate. But what I'm saying is before you do that, it's wiser for you to look inside and take ownership of what you're projecting in the other person and learn the art of giving yourself that validation. Because if you don't, you're constantly going to go to therapists repeating your story. We can tell, I can tell in this community, people who just give their long story without a question, it's an unconscious seeking of validation, right? And, and that shows us that you haven't fully validated yourself, right? We haven't, we constantly want to tell our side of the story because we need validation because we haven't fully learned to give it to ourselves. 
So then when we're with our family members who aren't giving it to us because we're being nice to them and we're empathizing with them and trying to be nice, but then they're not returning the favor, then we feel victimized. And that's, you know, then we go into this dance, but it's all on unresolved attachment wounds. In other words, when we heal our attachment wounds and we take care of the, the traits we're projecting in other people, we then have an ability, number one, to show up firmly grounded in the truth of who we are so we can speak our truth and not have to play nice. Sometimes the truth isn't nice. I have to confront people. People hire me because they are tired of going to therapists every fucking week and telling their story. They're investing in a conversation where somebody's going to be like, I get your story. Let's look at the other side of it. Let's get, teach you to give yourself the validation you're looking for mommy and daddy or mother-in-law. And once you've done that, now you can see through their wounds and now be a loving container. Why? Because you win when you're able to really become trigger-proof to the unresolved wounds of your own family. You win when that happens and you get to break that cycle. You don't have to take it on. I'm not forcing you. It's kind of like weight loss. But that's what this community is about. You're here because you're interested in the conversation of breaking the cycle. But perpetuating our victim stories about our parents and stuff who are completely unconscious beings doesn't actually give you power. It sucks the power away. And that's my only concern. That's when I see that I comment, I take my time and comment is because I'm offering you an upgrade. However, Michelle, in your situation, you weren't asking to be coached. You, it just felt like you wanted to share your story, but you weren't requesting resolution. My only challenge with it was that months ago you were frustrated with the fact that you just go to a therapist repeating your story. What are our programs like? What are the investment for that, which at this time isn't a priority for you to, to, to make the resources happen for? And I get it. You don't feel safe. You don't feel empathy. I understand. What I'm saying is, is that Maybe it's time to invest in not repeating your story if you actually want resolution and learning how to self-validate authentically because when you do, you don't need other people's validation anymore and you're able to draw the line and, and speak up and say, I'm sorry, that really hurt my feelings when you said that. Would you perhaps be able to share what you just said in a less rude way? Because when you say it that way, I can't help but feel attacked. Would that be okay? And if they can't handle that level of authentic, conscious conflict resolution, then you can go, okay, well, I totally understand that this is not available. I'm just not available for disrespectful conversations. So hopefully that was useful. If you're really ready to heal those attachment wounds and go get to the root cause, it's wise for you to be in a container where you're actually learning how to address the root cause rather than looking outside. And we do this exercise at the overview experience called the tough love letter. At the beginning, when you release all of that resentment towards that person, that, that mother-in-law or whatever, and I take you through an exercise and within five hours you have nothing but loving awareness towards yourself and the other person, and you're no longer triggered by them. You have the tools to be able to manage these triggers. So if you're keen on actually learning, you have less than 24 hours 
to sign up and show up and open it open up that time we have the most registrants that we've ever had it's the the busiest it's ever been those of you who've signed up I'm really excited because you're going to learn a very powerful tool to master healing your attachment wounds so that you don't have to go to a therapist every week and repeat your story it's like 10 years of therapy in the matter of five hours and you're learning skills and tools that you're going to consistently have to practice but you're actually going to learn the skills and i can't wait to show them to you see you at the next perfect time hopefully this was useful